Hello and welcome to the Royal College of Speech and Language Therapist News Podcast for May 2021. I'm Vicky and today I'll be chatting with Derek Mann, the Royal College of Speech and Language Therapist's Director of Policy and Public Affairs. It's been a busy week for politics with the Queen's Speech and also with the recent elections that were going on around the UK. It's also obviously been a busy week in health, so once again I'm sure we'll have lots to catch up on. Good morning Derek, nice to see you again. Hi Vicky. So in April, you spoke about the Build Back Better campaign and regular viewers will have heard about that. But I wonder uh, for for new viewers and just to refresh us all, um, can you remind us about the campaign, please, and fill us in on how it's going? Certainly. So this came off the big user survey that we did through the um, autumn and winter, where many hundreds of service users and parents and carers filled in a survey about their experience of speech and language therapy during COVID-19. From that, we were obviously interested in their experience last year, but in particular what that meant for access to speech and language therapy services going forward. And the lessons we drew from it, using the language of the current UK government, we've talked about levelling up and we've talked about building back better. And one of the key things that came out and has formed part of our political asks from the user survey is about equity of access. It's about saying, no matter how disadvantaged your postcode, no matter the challenges that you're facing in terms of your household setup, your access to speech and language therapy should be the same. So that's the heart of what we're looking for. Um, The letter that 83 national organizations sent to the prime minister is still awaiting a reply, but obviously he's a bit busy. Um, we will shortly be writing to all MPs um, to, to bring it to their attention. There's also likely um, in the next couple of weeks to be a petition on the Parliament website. So keep an eye out on social media because we'll be very keen for everyone to sign that when they can. It's also the case that we're making use of what service users had to say to us in all of our influencing. So I met recently with the UK Government Children's Minister and was able to talk about what parents and young people had had to say doing that. We have a meeting coming up with the Shadow Secretary of State for Education. Um, And it also, the whole process of doing the survey deepened and strengthened our links with service user organisation partners, and we're making use of those as we plan for the future right now. Wonderful, thank you. And also, I wonder if you can give listeners an update on what's happening around COVID at the moment. What's concerning the profession as we move from pandemic to endemic? Yes, a, a senior fr- a senior member used that phrase recently, um, from pandemic to endemic. Um, and I, I think it's helpful. Obviously, there are still pandemic things going on. We are still working on ventilation and PPE and those aspects which we're not satisfied with. We're still trying to make sure that the return to school settings, for example, is, is rolling out equally everywhere. And, of course, we have a particular focus now on long COVID, uh, where we've surveyed members. We know that there's interest in government and others about the effect of long COVID, both on adults and children, both on people with pre-existing conditions and non. So sorting out and advocating for the speech and language therapy role in post-COVID syndrome is a key area now. We're aware though that we're also into all the reads, we're into return, recovery, rehabilitation, reablement, all of those, new deployment that comes with that, and navigating where remote work 
remote working sits in that, but also social disadvantage, which we know has come to the fore through this period. So that's the bundle of things we're working on right now. Okay, thank you. I mentioned at the start that there's been a lot going on in politics, and indeed it's been nearly a week since a so-called Super Thursday, uh, named after the number of elections taking place around the UK. Voters in Wales and Scotland went to the polls for elections to, for the Senate, Kimru and the Scottish Parliament respectively. Um, and what do the results mean in the context of speech and language therapy? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting that, you know, for, for me as a, a, you know, a political anorak, uh, the overall results in Wales and Scotland weren't that different to previously. Obviously, UKIP disappeared in Wales and that vote had to be redistributed. Um, so Labour in Wales were now governed by itself um, because they have 30 out of 60 in the, in, in the Senate. Uh, their manifesto included some helpful things, for example, around the continuation of flying start centres, which is an important model for us there, and also commitment to increased numbers of allied health professionals in Wales. So we know that we need to work with ongoing relationships with the, with the Welsh Government around that. Scotland, um, again, SNP will be the government, although not with an overall majority. Their manifesto has helpful commitments on inclusive communication and also around rehab. Um, there will be a new health secretary because Jean Freeman, the former health secretary, is retired. So we're waiting to see who that is. Of course, we know that there will be a context coming from Scotland around the possibility of a further independence referendum and the way that that plays into everything really for the years ahead, both in Scottish and UK politics. One of the issues of contention is the funding of public services in Scotland, how high it is, where that comes from, how it's done, how those public services and health spending compares. So that will also play into it. Um, I think those are the top lines from Wales and Scotland. Thank you, Derek. That's really interesting. And uh, my final question today, and this is probably going to be guessing quite a long answer. Um, what else do you think listeners will be keen to hear about? I suppose one big thing and a couple of, well, also important things, but not just, won't take me as long. Um, so as we record, it's the day after the Queen's speech in Parliament. Parliament's been reconvened after a wee break. And the government says, OK, in the next year, in the next parliamentary session, as it's called, this is what we propose to do. Um, principally around which laws are we going to bring forward and ask the House of Commons and the House of Lords to pass. So, the big one is the, the NHS bill for England, which we know is all the reforms that people will be aware of around putting integrated care systems on a statutory basis um, and wider than that changes to everything from foundation trusts to the role of the independent sector you know it's, it's complicated stuff um, we are going to be engaging heavily both independently and also as part of the allied health professions federation around all of that um, also so that's the only bill which is promised mental health where we know that law reform is forthcoming it's not exactly clear that they will bring that bill through in the next session. They've left it open. They may, they may not. Um, they're even less clear about social care, 
where they simply said they would bring forward a plan. Now, people will know that this has been bedeviling things for well over a decade because it plays into that emotive issue of in what circumstances should the wealth that someone has tied up in their home be called upon to pay for their care. And people have this deep belief in British culture that they want to leave the house to the children, but government and others say, but you've got wealth there and others shouldn't have to pay to subsidise your family's future. So really emotive, it's tripped up both Labour and Conservative. That's why it keeps getting put on the back burner. Within that space around whatever is done in social care, we need to find room to say, by the way, amidst everything else, people in a care context need to have their communication and swallowing needs appropriately recognised and dealt with. Um, it'll be on page 350, but it'll still be important. So that's social care. And then there's also going to be what's called an NHS catch-up and recovery plan. And obviously what will be interesting there is who takes over from Simon Stevens as chief exec of NHS England and Improvement. Um, we also have inter interests in other parts of the Queen's speech. There's stuff in criminal justice, um, particularly the, the violence against women and girls strategy, I think, will be of interest to us. Sentencing and courts bill and the role of um, speech and language therapy and communication support in all of that. Um, and on the education side, there's also going to be an education recovery plan and something called an early years healthy development review which goes alongside things we already knew about, which is the SEND review, which is going to be a, a massive thing for us this year. So those are the main things on the Queen's speech. A couple of other things um, I would mention that members will want to know about. Um, something obviously that you know plenty about, Mickey, because you've led it, is the publication of the learning journey for children and young people in mental health, which is a brilliant resource which ties in and complements all of the work we do on influencing our own mental health to have this um, professional resource now there. It's also the case, I would say in closing, that we're aware that in the next few weeks we'll reach the anniversary of the murder of George Floyd in the United States and we'll be taking the opportunity to have some big all-member meetings around active anti-racism and to take stock and mark what we've done on anti-racism in the years since the murder of George Floyd. I think those would be my key things for today. Thank you very much. And for listeners to be aware that the mental health learning journey for children and young people, I can put a link onto the podcast so that anyone can access that. Okay, thank you, Derek. See you next month. <laughs>